0: been told how he traveled one day down Jericho Road They took his silver and his gold, left him to die on Jericho Road Passing preacher from a big church saw him face down in the dirt Late for a meeting he passed by to preach a good sermon and live a big lie. preach a good sermon and live a big lie.
1: the jericho road this is a very jericho road special edition of the christian car guy show we all know the story of the good samaritan but what does that look like in the 21st century Should you be a good Samaritan and stop and help a stranded motorist? The question is certainly a haunting one, and we by no means are suggesting one way or another, but we do suggest you call on God, the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit to help when the situation comes your way. And so this very special edition of the Jericho (laughs) Good Samaritan Show is live, and you out there have the real story. What has happened to you? When did you stop, or when did somebody stop for you to be a Good Samaritan? We want to know the good, the bad, the ugly. Like I said, this is a live show, and we want to hear your Good Samaritan story this morning. 8, the number to call in is 866-348-7884. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share your Good Samaritan story. Well, here to help us out today, we are so blessed because we have a new 60 second feature here on the Christian Car Guys show. It's called Wisdom of the Wounded. And from now on, every week, you're going to be hearing some of this wonderful Wisdom of the Wounded by uh, one of our guests today, Karen Malder. And she, Karen, is an expert on caregiving. And Karen's expertise now is not whether you should stop for a stranded motorist, but how to be a caregiver, what to say in a funeral line, or how to treat a friend who has cancer, or maybe you know somebody that's lost a child. What do you say? Well, great news for all our Christian Car Guys listeners. From now on, you can go right to christiancarguy.com. Look over to the right. There's a big picture of Karen, Wisdom of the Wounded. You can click on that and find out all that information. It's called Wisdom of the Wounded, and it's going to come to you every week with these 60-second features. But the good news for today's show is she has a very compassionate heart and an ability to tell stories So on today's show, she's helping out with the compassionate end, but she's also going to be sharing some of the stories of the Good Samaritans that I have found through my searching all week of stories about Good Samaritans. And the first one comes from a gentleman who called himself, I think because he was a fireman, Fuel Hoser. Welcome, Karen.
2: Thank you, Robbie. It's such a privilege and opportunity to be a part of your show. So thank you so much. So here's one story of a Good Samaritan. On my way to work, I saw a small white car on the side of the road. It's 30 degrees below zero this morning in Alaska and dang dark. As I went by, I saw movement at the driver's window, so I stopped. The woman in the car was terrified of me. It was so cold, and her car had quit. I think her alternator had quit since she had no juice at all. As I walked up, she peeked out, scared. So to calm her down, I held up my ID, and I told her I could help her. She had a baby in the car seat, and both of them were so cold. I got them in my truck to warm up and tried my cell, but I was in a dead spot. So the solution was I drove her back about 10 miles to her house. She told me that several cars had passed by, and no one even slowed down. I thought, sad. Up here in Alaska, life or, it's life or death. Stopping to help someone is something you do no matter what. We do not have a requirement for concealed weapons, so we assume everyone is packing. I had a forty four Special in my pocket just in case. The standard we live by is prepare for the worst and hope for the best. It will even out somewhere in the middle. I'm glad I stopped and I'd do it again. I still have my humanity and will help my fellow Alaskans. I will not be a victim, but I will not be the inhuman person that drives by a young family freezing in a car.
1: Wow, so there's one that 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 turned out well, but yeah. you may have one that didn't turn out well. You're listening right now. you've got a story to tell. We would love to hear it eight six six three, four, eight, seven, eight, eight, four is a number to call in and share your story. Whether that somebody stopped for you or whether you stopped for somebody or maybe something that went wrong. Maybe you're familiar with something we, or maybe you have a strong opinion on the subject. We'd love to hear from you. Eight, six, six, three, four, eight, seven, eight, eight, four is a number to call in and share. And certainly there are some safety concerns and we're going to be talking about that kind of thing. In fact, we have some police tips we want to share for you during the show today, but we also have our very own Christian insurance guy, Bill Mixon, with us here today because there's other stuff to think about.
3: Good morning, all. Thank you for tuning in. I remember one day I put a gentleman in my car, and I was going to go help him. I was running the church food pantry and closing closet, and I just was sure that God wanted me to help this guy out. And it didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to. We'll talk about that in a little bit.
1: Oh, and so there's all sorts of sides to the story, and your side is the one I'm really interested in hearing. So give us a call. We're anxious to hear from you. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share. And then coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by The Real Black Book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. I know you may be thinking Robbie's going to be teaching on the Good Samaritan story. <laughs> well, I think Bob Ropiak, who sings that song Jericho wrote, he, he he preaches about as good a sermon on that subject as I've heard. So I'm going to play that song throughout the show today, which, by the way, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you can see him singing that whole song. And several of these stories of, of different folks that stopped what happened Some good, some horrible, uh, some wonderful. They're all there at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as those police tips I'm talking about and things to be thinking about as one of these situations may arise in your life. But what I'm going to teach on my appraisal by the Real Black Book, God had a little different lesson planned for me every week. Have you ever noticed? (laughs) He has something for you. And and this week, I was thinking through some of Jesus' miracles and studying some of Jesus' miracles. And interestingly, Jesus performed many, many, many miracles of healing and restoration. But to my knowledge, he only performed one miracle of destruction. And guess what? I'm going to share what that has to do with the Good Samaritan, that one miracle of destruction. And that's coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, If you're just tuning in, yes, you're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. I'm Robbie Delmore, 35 years in the retail automobile business, but more importantly, your brother in Christ. The Christian Car Guy Show hopefully is changing the way people look at their cars. They need to be paid for no debt. Watching people go into crazy amounts of debt is a heartbreaker if you're in the car business. So that's one of the big reasons we started this show. And one of the ways to make sure you don't go into car debt is to take good care of your car. And that way, it will last as long as you do. Like my 1995 Dodge Dakota Old Red, 350,000 miles on it. If you take care of your car, it'll last as long as you do. And cars need to be safe and driven safely. So we're talking about that today. What is the safe way to handle the Good Samaritan situation? And, and of course, we have all sorts of technology today that the Good Samaritan didn't have. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about how you might use that to be safe because you, there, there's not just your own safety at times, as we're going to find out from another one of these stories. Sometimes you've got people in the car with you. You've got to worry about their safety. And, and we often talk also in the Christian Car Guy show about speeding, not speeding, if you're truly following Jesus. In other words, if he's the car ahead of you, he would not be going above the speed limit. And I estimate that Americans waste 200 million gallons of gas a week on speeding. So I say that every week to point out to everyone guess what? We don't have a gas shortage in this country. We have a sin over abundance of people speeding. If we would slow down, we would have no gas shortage. So that's not what we're talking about today. We are talking about the Good Samaritan. When did you stop or when did somebody stop for you? 866-348-7884. And as always, as I mentioned, it's all at the website, ChristianCarGuy.com. Many of these stories as well as now Karen Mulder's Wisdom of the Wounded, which you can click on that little link, go right to her website. Maybe you're in that situation where you've got a friend who has cancer, you don't know what to say, or you're on your way to a funeral this afternoon. What do you say in a funeral line? All those tips are there. Wisdom of the Wounded plus the 60-second feature you're going to be hearing. And it is the first Saturday of the month, so that's the Jesus Labor Love Saturday where we celebrate all these folks out there helping single moms, widows, and people in crisis with free car repair labor, single moms and widows that Jesus labor love. It's all at ChristianCarGuy.com. Now, during this break, I need you to call in with your Good Samaritan story, 866-348-7884. We've got so much more coming at you.
4: Hey, you know what the definition of a smartphone is? a phone that has downloaded the all-new Truth app. That's right, the Truth Network is gone mobile, and we have a brand new app. You can listen to any of our stations in any of our markets. The specific station, the option is there. Just go to truthnetwork.com website and download the free Truth app for your smartphone, your Android, your iPhone, your iPad, anywhere in the world. Listen to us online, and listen to us with your smartphone. TruthNetwork.com.
5: Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with news of another real-life Jesus freak from The Voice of the Martyrs. On August 13th, Li Xiangping, leader of the Linfen House Church in China, was driving home when a man appearing to be intoxicated staggered in front of his car. When Li stopped, three men jumped out of a nearby vehicle and all four men grabbed Li and dragged him into the vehicle where he was blindfolded, bound with a rope, and beaten. The men threatened to throw him in the river, make him drink sulfuric acid, kill him, and kill his family. Lee was eventually dumped in a cornfield. Will you pray for Pastor Lee, for the safety of his family, and all house church leaders in China? For the latest, go online to persecution.com.
4: I'm Drew Brees, and being a dad means the world to me. And one of the most important things any parent can do is make sure their kids get active at least 60 minutes each day. Studies show that physical activity not only helps kids stay healthy, it can enhance important skills like concentration and problem solving, which can improve academic performance. This means physical activity can help your kids in the most important game of all, life. Learn more at fitness.gov. Brought to you by HHS. You're listening
6: to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.
7: I'm Nathan Zacharias, and this is Just a Thought. The Christian message is one of forgiveness, which is one thing that sets it apart from other world views. Forgiveness is about power, but whose power? You've heard it said that when you refuse to forgive someone, you are letting that person control you. Your whole mindset becomes reactionary, one of letting your emotions and actions be controlled by the person who hurt you. But there is another important outworking of that truth. In the parable of Jesus healing the paralytic, Jesus said that only God had the power to forgive sins, which means anytime we offer forgiveness, we are doing it only through the power of Christ. So to forgive does not just remove control of your life from the one who sinned against you. It takes that control and places it solely in the hands of the only one who is worthy of such a position of power in your life, Jesus Christ. Helping the thinker believe and the believer think. For more information, go to rzim.org.
3: Sin. Sin. You don't like to hear that word? No big surprise. I don't like to say it. Hi, I'm Chuck Swindoll. We don't even like to talk about sin. We don't like to think about sin. But the problem is, we still have to deal with it. You see, we were born wrong with God. The same sin that Adam introduced into the human race has been polluting that river of blood all the way through time. All have sinned because Adam sinned. Well, how do we get out of this mess? By believing in Jesus Christ, the one who paid the full price for that sin. I thought that was something you might want to hear today.
5: Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org.
0: Thief took his silver and his gold, left him to die on Jericho Road. Passing preacher from a big church, saw him face down in the dirt.
1: The Jericho Road, the story of the Good Samaritan. What does that have to do with the 21st century? What does that have to do with if you're passing by a stranded motorist, somebody walking down the side of the road with a gas can in their hands, actually needing help, or maybe you see a a stranded lady like we talked about that's in a snowbank. What do you do? Have you had it done to you? Have you had somebody stop for you, or did you stop for somebody else? We need to hear your story this morning. We have lines open. This is a live show. We'd love to hear it. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share your story. For those who are digitally gifted, you can go 866-34-TRUTH, and boom, you can can call right in and share your Good Samaritan story. Now, Bill is... Bill Mixon is our Christian insurance guy, is one of my guests. I also have Karen Mulder with us here, the host of Wisdom of the Wounded, a new caregiving feature on our show. But Bill, you your particular story shares another side to this. It's not always just exactly uh, hamburgers and roses. <laughs> well, I, I do
3: want to say I, I'm not advocating never stopping. My family was on the, my my girls and mother-in-law were heading to the beach one time and got stopped in Rockingham because the engine transmission dropped out and some wonderful people took care of them and I hope that happens for lots of other people in need but there was an occasion when I let this gentleman in my car and I was going to go assist him Um, I had bumped into him at the YWCA a few weeks earlier and because I was running the soup kitchen uh, the uh, clothing closet and the uh, food pantry at church i had a particularly tender heart and was listening to this gentleman talk to me and i was sure he was a brother he had all the right things to say and he needed twenty dollars to help him pay his room and board so i didn't want to hand him the cash and i decided to go take him to find his landlord to give him the twenty dollars And I bet we spent two hours because this guy knew every piece of property that his landlord owned. Well, the next time I saw him, he was on his way to, um, I was on the way to the habitat to do a little bit of construction. And I had told him where I was going to be. And lo and behold, there he was. So I'd taken him to get some um, clothes and some stuff out of the food pantry. And then the third time I bump into him, he's got a check. And he wants help cashing this check. Well, the name on the check and the name he was using that day were not the same. So I was just a little bit concerned that something was not quite right. So I had him in my car and we drove to one of the properties where his landlord supposedly owned the house. And these folks came out and I said, pardon me, can you tell me the name of the landlord? Well, once again, the name that had been given to me and the name that was presented then were not the same. And I said, this just isn't right. And I started praying. Now, I wish I'd have been a strong enough Christian to have prayed in the beginning. But at that point, I started praying and I realized that this guy was not what he claimed to be. And I got to say, I, I, this is the only time in my life where I bumped into something that I would say was demonic. And there was a change in this person. There was a change in the atmosphere in the car. And his voice changed. And he told me that I was going to take care of this problem for him. And I started the car, and I headed toward the police station. I said, well, he won't know where I'm going. And the smartest thing I can do is either bump into a policeman or pull into the parking lot at the police station. And he grabbed the stick shift. And he said, if you go any farther down this road, I'm going to rip your transmission out. And I wish, I really wish, after he got out of the car for years and years after that, I wondered if I had been smart enough and in the faith enough to have looked over at him and said, in the name of Jesus, I cast these spirits out of you. But about all I could do was to slam on the brakes and say, get out of my car, get out of my car. So my point to you is... And he got
1: out? He got out. And you're a lucky man, I'm going I'm a guess. lucky man. <laughs> I'm a lucky man.
3: But you, we, we got to be wise. You know, Jesus told us that we had to be wise as serpents.
1: And we've got some tips on how you can have a big heart and, and also be the Good Samaritan. But we've got Mark in Angier calling, in Angier, North Carolina. We would love to hear your story. We would love to hear how you, somebody helped you or you helped somebody, Mark. You're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning.
8: Good morning. I was um, sitting in the parking lot just waiting for someone to come back. And um, I noticed they kept on turning the engine over and over and over and it wouldn't start. So uh, I pulled a truck over and just gave him a jump, you know, because I thought to myself, I said, well, if I was in the same situation as he was, you know, I'd like someone to help me if possible. So.
1: And it worked out good. It did, and and it there did. were and the and the people were thankful and. Oh yeah, and you uh, got to share the and you little fruit in your life. How cool is that? Uh, yeah. Well, that's a great good. story. That's exactly what I was hoping somebody call in with this morning, Mark. God bless you. I appreciate you calling in so much. All right, that was Mark and Angier. What's your story? Eight six six three four eight. 7884 is the number to call in and share yours, 866-34-TRUTH. Now, Karen, with your caregiving wisdom that you share every week, you've got a couple of stories that you share that are along these lines where Mark just had something pop up, and here's this person trying to start their car, and they're running it, and it's not working. And it reminds me of your help, please story. Oh, yes. And Uh,
2: this is. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, you go ahead, Karen.
2: <laughs> okay. This was uh told by a woman here in Holland, Michigan, and it really um oh it really affected me. She says I was in Myers grocery shopping and a little hand grabbed mine. It was a little boy, I think maybe seven or eight years old, and he asked me, Could you would you help my mother? I said, Yes. So I left my cart and went to the next aisle. His mother was sitting on the floor trying not to cry. And the little boy said very gently to me, she has cancer and this is a cloudy day. Then he went and sat down next to her. Well, I overrode the idea of calling 911 or running down the aisle like a mad woman help, crying for help. Instead, I sat down with him. And she looked up at me and said, I can't finish shopping. I asked her if she needed an ambulance, and she said, no, the pain has just taken over. I'll be okay. From there, it was wonderful. A small group of people swung into action. Someone contacted her family. Another paid for her groceries, and a man bought a little toy for the boy. Meanwhile, the three of us sat in our little circle... No words, just sitting together with silence that we would get through this moment. Her mother arrived first and so beautifully knelt down next to her daughter.
1: And Karen, son. I'm sorry to interrupt you. The, the music's playing, which means we got to go to a break. We're going to okay. find out a wonderful end of that story that's going to happen in just a second. Plus, we got Rita in Louisville, Kentucky, has got a story for us. Plus, a couple other calls are coming in. Share your story. 866 truth
6: You're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. What will people think
0: when they hear that I'm a
8: Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about some more real life Jesus freaks. It's 180 A.D. Carthage, the proconsul is giving a group of Christians one last chance to come to their senses and swear supreme allegiance to their emperor. Sparatus responds, I do not recognize any empire of this present age. Centenus adds, there is no one whom we fear except the Lord our God who is in heaven. A third accused man, Donata, maybe says it best, honor Caesar as Caesar, but fear God. The proconsul sentences them to die, never understanding that these men are not enemies of the government, but their citizenship is in heaven, and their first loyalty is to God. Will you stand with the voice of the martyrs
5: go online to persecution.com.
3: You've probably read the same stories I have about twins who are able to finish each other's sentences or couples who've been married so long that they know what the other is thinking or about to say before a word is even uttered. How wonderful to be known so thoroughly by another person. The Psalmist David spoke about God that way. He said to God, you understand my thought afar off. A modern Bible translation puts it this way, even from a distance, you know what I'm thinking. Be assured today that God knows your thoughts and your feelings better than anyone. This is David Jeremiah, encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover how well God knows you on Route
4: 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. Route 66, start your journey home today. More than 70 armed men came in boats to attack the village. Muslim militant fighters attacked two Christian villages in Mindanao, the Philippines. The fighters are waging an ongoing war to drive Christians out as they campaign for a pure Islamic state in the region.
8: The guerrillas ransacked the villagers' homes, taking belongings
1: such as rice, clothing, and utensils. They also took the villagers' livestock. A village leader who ran for help was caught by the attackers and killed.
4: The villagers are now camping at an evacuation center at night and walking to their farms to work by day. To learn how you can pray for Christians facing persecution in restricted nations, Call eight hundred seventy-five V O I C E. Dial eight hundred seventy-five Voice to pray for and encourage members of our spiritual family. That's eight hundred seventy-five Voice. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization.
0: And a bartender. Badly hurt. He piled his wounds and took him him to with tender compassion. That
1: bartender
0: cared for him.
1: What's your Good Samaritan story? We're talking about what do you do in a, for a stranded motorist in the twenty? 20- first century we've got some police tips coming up for you what they say you might want to do but what are the actual stories that people have experienced of people stopping for them or them stopping for others we've got our special guest karen Mulder with us today she's our new um she does wisdom of the wounded a new feature we have here on the christian car guy show and when we left our hero she was laying in the well sitting in the in the grocery store with everybody gathered around and the poor mom who had cancer was 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 passing out, what happened, Karen?
2: Yeah, Robbie. Um, so the first one to arrive was her mother, and she knelt down and hugged the young woman and said, I love you, and then she hugged her grandson. And the little boy turned to me and said, Thank you. I knew you would help. So what I wonder is, if I would have been that woman who was grocery shopping that day, I hate to grocery shop, so I go as fast as I can to finish it. But I wonder if that little hand would have taken my hand and said, could you help my mother, please? Would I have said yes? Or would I have made an excuse? What do you think you would do?
1: Yeah, therein lies the situation. We see it. There's a situation like um, Mark talked about where the, the person, obviously their car wouldn't start. You run across these things. How do you know exactly what to do and where trouble may arise? We've got Rita in Louisville who's got a story for us. You can call us with your story at 866-348-7884. And, of course, we have all this stuff at ChristianCarGuy.com. Rita, what have you got for us?
2: Oh, this is just real simple. I was over at Dixie Highway, and, you know, that's real busy, and the lady's car was uh, stalled in the middle of the road. So I pulled over. I said, "I said, you know, what what what's wrong? And she says, well, I need to get my car towed. So I used my AAA card to get a car towed. Of course, I had to wait with her for a while, but... I've used it like that on on a busy a real busy road before the lady's car would stall to get her a, usually it was getting towed in my in these cases, but um that was just something real simple
1: you know it it sounds simple, Rita, but it's huge <laughs> i i for that lady who needed that toe that day it it's phenomenal. i'm going to tell you a similar story that happened to me you just i just recalled it in my mind. Um, here I am, I, I'm the Christian car guy, but sometimes things happen to me too. <laughs> my daughter called me, panicked, because she had locked my granddaughter in the car. In the, it was a, a day where it was about 100 degrees down here in North Carolina. And so, and it, she was about five or six blocks from me, so I fly over there trying to figure out how to get in this car with my granddaughter. And I'm trying all the normal tricks that a Christian car guy would try, and nothing's happening for me, Rita. And this lady comes out, and she did just what you did. She goes, "I have AAA, and I know with this kind of emergency they'll come right now and open that car." And I was just humbled that this lady. You know, I felt like, man, my granddaughter's life is in danger here because I'm fixed to break out a window, and and if if this if this <laughs> if this triple-A man didn't show up when he did, which it didn't take him two minutes, Rita. But I know that uh-huh. that you you'll know, never know until heaven how that may have affected the lady.
2: Yeah, she had children in the car too. Yeah, I've I've been I don't know I locked my car somehow. Somehow I locked my car. My car and it was hot day like that. My dog was in the car and I paid I paid a lot of money to get somebody to come <laughs> yeah. unlock my door. <laughs>
1: And if you see, Triple A comes through again. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they did. Well, Rita, thank you so much for calling in. What a blessing. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. And we would love to hear your story. 866-34-TRUTH. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share your story. Now, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, Bill, you're going to see all these stories. And unfortunately, some of them worked out very, very badly. People got killed. And so at the very bottom of my site, there's a policeman. You have to go through the little newscast thing to see what the policeman actually says. But there's some tips from this policeman. And it seemed to me that, wow, I hadn't thought about how easy this (laughs) might be. For most of us, his biggest tip is keep your cell phone charged. Have a charger. It's
3: a good thing to have one of those inexpensive chargers for your cell phone.
1: And if you have a cell phone and you see a situation, you don't necessarily have to put yourself at risk your family at risk, you can simply call 911 <laughs> and say, there is a stranded motorist right here. There is a situation right here. Now, the police are equipped. They're trained. They have all this stuff going on so that they can deal with that particular situation. Um, and so, you know, that's that's what the policeman's tip was, which I thought was an outstanding tip because like Bill's situation, you don't want to get in a car with something. You don't want to fi- find yourself in a situation where you get hurt. And if you read those stories, you can see there are situations where you can hurt. There's other things where you do rely on the Holy Spirit. Wow. I mean, I was at church the other day and the Christian car guy. <laughs> this lady's obviously trying to start her car. I'm hearing the same thing. It took me two seconds to jump and and explain to her how her battery cables were loose and help her out. I didn't feel any you know, real worry that this lady, this was some kind of setup. you you, you got to let the Holy Spirit guide you on some of these things, Bill.
3: Well, you know, I, I don't want my wife or my daughter alone to stop their car and roll their window down and talk to somebody because somebody can reach in and take right. advantage of a situation.
1: Grab their stick shift like you're talking about. Jesus
3: it sent people out in twos. Most of what the disciples did, they did in groups. So be very hesitant to jump into situations without taking your safety in mind. And it's always good to pray first. You know, Part of this is to turn it around and make sure you don't put yourself in these situations. Make sure that you've got uh, a charged cell phone. Make sure you pray before a trip. Make sure that you've got the phone number for your AAA or your roadside assistance not only in your glove box but
1: in your wallet and purse. There you go. We got Dave is in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Dave, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Good morning. What have you got for us?
8: Uh, My story is uh, I pick up hitchhikers and people from coast to coast all the time, and many times I pick them up with no problem. But on this particular day, I picked up a guy uh, not too far from where I lived, and it was a like a wooded area. I just picked him up, and I started talking, and he didn't say anything. So when I got to the next stop, He patted me on the shoulder and nodded and said uh, he wanted to get out right there. So I asked myself, had I uh, missed it or just what it was? Because at that time it sort of disturbed me and I didn't really know what it was. But it was about two or three months later, I was in a doctor's office. And they kept calling his name out and calling the name out and calling the name out. Then the doctor came out and patted this same guy on the shoulder and took him back into his office. I hadn't missed God that guy couldn't talk. And I was just thankful that I picked them up anyway. And it gave me an assurance that God is in every situation and he'll let you know wow. when to and wow. when not to. <laughs> wow,
1: was David. Just,
8: it was just a blessing to me. And I continue to do it. I've been picking up hitchhikers for maybe 25 or 30 years. i picked up bands for, i picked up uh, Mexicans on the road between uh, 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 Las Vegas and California and just everywhere. And I've picked up guys and brought them home and they will need to go to a truck stop. So I'd give them a towel, let them take a shower, let them stay downstairs. And I wake up in the morning, drop them off at a truck stop. Dave,
1: you got got me. I got chills from that story that how God is, he's patting you on the back. And he said, you know, I've got this, that, and, and therein lies the, the, the whole deal. When you hear Jericho road, I bet you hear that. In that particular light, David, God bless you. I appreciate you calling in so much. There's a lot to what David's saying, but Karen, I I would love for you to read that other story um, that we had from Monk, because I think that speaks to, a lot of folks are feeling like, man, can I do this? Can I not? Could you read that story for us, Karen?
2: Sure. There was a man with a baby stranded near my daycare. When I got there, he asked, for a ride. And since it was 90 degrees and looking at the baby, I said, of course. When I walked into the daycare, I realized I had my son's life, not just mine in this decision. So I asked the daycare if they could help. They said they could. The security decided help meant getting the guy off the property. So when I came out, the man and the baby were walking down the road. I pulled over, picked them up and drove them to their house. I then went home and cried. I had just risked my son's life when I made the decision to stop and care.
1: Yeah, there you have a situation that it would be the case for I know a lot of folks and I'm God bless them. I mean that that, that there's folks like Dave out there that are courageous and feel like God's with them in this and they're praying before and they're praying after and they're feeling rec- but there's other folks like the, the mom who just said, you know, she put her child at risk. She put herself at risk to give this man a ride. I think that clearly we have opportunities to do things, but we also can use our cell phones. We can use good common sense. We want to make sure that the people get help. And, and the good Samaritan himself, really, Bill, when you think about it, he didn't stay with the guy. He gave him to the innkeeper, gave the innkeeper some money. He made sure that things were good. But then he went on his way, and, and and so if we can somehow or another make sure things are good, and that that means calling the police or whatever and staying in the location out of harm's way until somebody gets there for help, maybe that's what that means. I don 't know.
3: If you hear a voice inside saying, "Be careful."
1: Be careful you <laughs> need to hear that voice
3: And if you're praying and you hear that voice that says, "Be careful." <laughs> You, you you've got to err on that side, especially when you've got other ways to deal with the situation in a safer form.
1: There you go. Well, it was my intention originally to have Teddy Burris, who's a friend of mine, on the show today. But I do have Teddy's story, and it, and it's one that, that it's a little bit longer, but I would love for, for us to share that particular story. Karen, if you would go ahead and read ter- Teddy's story for us.
2: I would. Teddy says, it was a normal 5.30 p.m. end to another chaotic workday downtown. As I headed down the ramp to I-40 West, traffic was nearly stopped. Sighing to myself about the delay, I crept, crept down the ramp and saw that there was a car stopped right smack at the end of the ramp. I sighed again. I wanted to get home. Dang it. Traffic was really heavy, and I'm sure everyone had the same plan. Get home and no one would give anyone any slack. So there was no merging or going on, especially as everyone tried to get around the stalled car. When it was my turn to scoot past the disabled car, I was pushing the clutch in, yanking the gear shift down into a second just as I pulled up alongside the disabled car. My mind processed, finally, yay. Then I looked out my passenger window and saw a lady in the disabled car, and she was crying. Years or maybe months before, I would have yanked the car into the next gear and kept going. But today, I pressed the clutch in, downshifted, and twisted the steering wheel to the right to stop. I jumped out of my car and walked back to the disabled car. As I walked toward her, I could see her hysterical crying. Her entire body was shaking. And her head kept jerking up and down. Her face was red with pain and terror. I tapped gently on the glass and beckoned for her to wind down the window. She did. And in the calmest voice I could use, I said, It looks like your car does not love you today. Let's see what we can do to get you out of here. My name is Teddy. What is yours? She was still sobbing. And she said, I'm Pam. I just had my car worked on and it cost me all the money I had in the bank and now it's broke again and my son is very sick and in the hospital. He's going into surgery in an hour and I need to get there and my cell phone doesn't work and I don't know even if it did work who I would call. Keeping calm, I said, well, we can't worry about your broken car right now. Let's figure out what to do to get you to the hospital. I'll drive you over there. Will you do this for me? She said, Yes, Pam, I want to do this for you. Just as I was dialing 911, a city police car came over the hill and flipped on its blue lights and pulled up behind Pam's car. I quickly told the policeman what had happened. He immediately said, Oh, my dad is in the hospital, and that is where I'm heading. I'll take you, Pam. So we pushed Pam's car off the road, and in a few quick moments, Bob, uh, moved Pam's things to the police car. As Pam opened the door to the police car, she stopped and turned and nearly blocked traffic again and gave me a big hug, saying, Thank you for stopping. No one else stopped. You did, and you stayed calm. Oh, I so appreciate your help. Here was a lady who had an old junker car, is out of money, worried about her sick child, and no idea how to solve her current problem and i why am i so lucky he says why is my life so fabulous and easy why do i have such a great family and why am i so healthy why do i have a good job why have why have i been chosen to be so blessed why me lord
1: why me and lord what i have, well, the that's, wow. I have so that i can give Blessed to be a blessing, that's one of the Mulder's phrases. You're going to hear that, and a lot of Wisdom of the Wounded. we got more Christian Car Guys show coming up. What about Jesus' miracle of destruction? you got to stay tuned to hear that.
4: Hey, you know what the definition of a smartphone is? A phone that has downloaded the all-new Truth app. That's right, the Truth Network is gone mobile, and we have a brand new app. You can listen to any of our stations in any of our markets the specific station, the option is there. Just go to truthnetwork.com website and download the free Truth app for your smartphone, your Android, your iPhone, your iPad, anywhere in the world. Listen to us online and listen to us with your smartphone. Truthnetwork.com. This is Just a Thought with Ravi Zacharias.
6: How do most people today really come to their belief systems? I believe by an invasion of the imagination through the arts, which is a second level in philosophy. One of the reasons that existentialism gained such a strong foothold in many parts of the world, particularly in Europe, and captured the imagination of the university students of the 60s and 70s, whether it was Sartre or Camus or so on, it was because they came to the thinking process through the avenue of the arts. And you can go in to see a play on Broadway or you can turn to many a movie or listen to music and you will find a certain philosophy of life is either being endorsed, espoused, or questioned. And the popular mind today comes to philosophy not from a theoretical superstructure, but it comes to it from an infrastructure of the arts.
7: Helping the thinker believe and the believer think. For more information, go to rzim.org.
5: Can you uh, pass the ketchup, honey? Dinner conversation can be tough, like getting ketchup out of a bottle.
4: So, uh, Amber, what uh, happened at school today?
2: Oh, nothing. Really? But having regular dinner together gives kids a better chance to thrive.
4: Anybody act stuck up today? Kind
5: of like this ketchup?
0: Yeah, Chloe is. She says that I'm taking sides with Jordan and Zoe. Here, Dad, let me get
2: that. Family dinner is just one way to help your family thrive. For more tips, visit Facebook.com slash Make Every Day Count.
6: You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com Think of some of the most amazing Christians. People like Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a Lutheran minister who voluntarily returned to Germany to defend the gospel message of Christ after the rise of Adolf Hitler. He died resisting Nazi terror, but he spent the final days before his execution offering the love of Jesus to his fellow prisoners and to his Nazi guards. The Christ-like love of Dietrich Bonhoeffer and others like him represents a model of Christ's love for us. Jesus died on the cross, bearing the weight of all our sins. And the love of God, infinite and all-powerful, defeated death with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, God's love can win if we let him into our hearts. Let the love of Jesus Christ win in you. Go to peacewithgod.net, peacewithgod.net.
5: What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find
3: that it's true? Hey,
5: what's up? This is Toby Mack with the Challenge for Jesus Freaks. You know 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, does not boast. Love bears all things, hopes all things, endures all things. They read it at weddings, print it on posters. Here's an idea, put your name there. Donna, Sean, Tia, whoever you are, can you really say, Donna is patient, Sean is kind, Tia does not envy? Then go a step further, ask yourself, are you loving only people who are easy to love? That's not sacrifice. A Jesus freak loves the unlovable. For more from The Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. The piled his wounds
0: and took him with tender compassion. That bartender cared for him.
1: Good Samaritan. That's what we're talking about today on The Christian Car Guy. What does that look like in the 21st century? How can you do that with our technology, with our cell phones, with our police coverage, all the things that they didn't have on the Jericho Road, so to speak? But that leads us to our appraisal by The Real Black Book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure. Cry out for discernment. Lift up our voice for understanding. And yes, it might be easy for me to teach on The Good Samaritan, but that song teaches really, really well, and you're going to hear more of it before the show's over. But the thing I wanted to talk about today, the lesson plan Jesus had for me this week was to talk about the the miracles of our Lord, and quite often the miracles of our Lord were healing and restoration, and interestingly, George MacDonald in his book, Miracles of the Lord, points out that each one is a tiny glimpse of a huge miracle that the Father's doing in your life every day, but Jesus kind of fast-forwards it, like turning the water into wine, which I know Larry loves that one, right, (laughs) Garen? Me too sometimes. But, or he took bread and made it out of, you know, but if you think about the miracle of what really goes into bread, for the wheat to go and all that stuff, that's a huge miracle. And the Father supplies that force every single day. Jesus just kind of fast-forwarded things real quick. But the one, he only did one miracle of destruction. Now, Really, if you think about miracles that, that God allows to happen or, or creates to happen, one of those is the miracle of death, because death ends up being the great cleansing. If you read Revelation, there's a lot of it that goes on there. But in this one particular situation, Jesus was on his way into Jerusalem, if you might remember, and he walked up very excited to this <laughs> fig tree. And unfortunately, there it was, all green and lush, but not a single fig. Why? Why? Because this fig tree had thought about nothing but itself. It used all its sap. It used all its energy to make itself healthy. But it did not have anything to share because the Lord himself walked up wanting a fig. Or you remember what the <laughs> disciples said when they came back? The fig tree had withered in a picture of what happens to us if we don't give fruit. Right? And the neat thing about the fruit that you give, if you heard Dave's story or you heard the stories of the people that we had today, by their fruit, there were seeds in that fruit for more fruit that's passed on to the next and the next and the next, like the fig is supposed to be. So, you know, what, it, it kind of ends up that if, that really, if you don't share any fruit, you kind of already are dead. And that's that Jesus just allowed the tree to do what it already was. It it was essentially of no value if it didn't provide any fruit. And so we have to look at our own lives and our own opportunities, right, Karen, when somebody hands up their hand and says, wow, what can we do here when we have those opportunities? When can you share the love of God with your neighbor? And I'm so happy to have your feature because you're going to share so many different ways. I'm so excited for our listeners because I've heard so many of these wisdom of the wounded. They're going to get a lot of this kind of stuff every week now, aren't they, Karen?
2: Yes, they are, and it's such a joy for me to be able to share.
1: It is, and it's all at the website, by the way, at christiancarguy.com. If you go to christiancarguy.com, by the way, there's a great big video of the Jericho Road, which is an amazing song. You're going to hear more in a minute, but if you look down to the right, there's a Beautiful picture of Karen, and it says Wisdom of the Wounded. You can click there and find out what to do if you've got a friend that's dealing with cancer. How do I care for my mother in the nursing home? What do I say in this situation? What do I do? Caregiving wisdom. It's all there at Wisdom of the Wounded. You can find out a wonderful, wonderful partnership we have as pe- people on the Truth Network are going to be able to hear this 24-7. But we want to thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. Again, all those tips, all the information on. Should you be a good Samaritan in the 21st century, Bill? It's all there. It's always good to start a
3: trip with a prayer, and you'll have a whole lot fewer surprises.
1: Right. So I want to thank you all for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. Everybody that called in, thank you so much. You guys make the show for me. And remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. Thank you for listening.
0: Bartender. Who's my neighbor? Who's my friend? Do I have compassion? There's a Jericho road for you to try If you don't love your neighbor, then you don't love God If you don't love your neighbor, then you don't love God than you don't love God.
6: You're listening to the Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.